So I'm going to read 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 through 23 in the King James Version. <clears throat> and David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David girded, was girded with the linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. You know how we look at folk when they worship a little too hard. You know how we do. Not me, not us. You, I'm, other folk that we, yeah. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of the offering, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well as to the women and as men, to every one a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. I'm going to go to David parties. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Mike McCall, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servant as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself? And David said yeah. to McCall, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of Israel, over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord and I will let yet be more vile than thus and will be base in mine own sight and of the maid service which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I have I, I be had in honor. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. Lord, help me bring your word right now for your people. Take us to a new place in worship, a new level in our walk with you so that we may continue to impact this world and take territory from the devil and increase your kingdom presence. You could do it all by yourself, but you chose to use your vessels that you made a little bit lower than the angels to fight and destroy the devil for you. Lord, equip us to do your will. Sharpen us to be more efficient. Humble us so that we can continue to hear you clearly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, a shift in my worship. I almost should have put in parentheses, our worship. A shift in my worship. 
Attitudes affect the way we live our lives. A good attitude can bring success. A poor attitude can bring destruction. An attitude results from perspective. I'm sure you know and understand what perspective is. Everyone seems to have different perspectives. It comes from the way we look at life, and the way we look at life is often determined by our history. The event of the past can cause us to have an outlook or perspective on life that is less than God's perspective. The teenage boy that was hurt by love of his life by, may cope with his pain by not trusting women. Women may do the same. This attitude of defensiveness may follow him or her well into their adult years. If we have protected ourselves a certain way in the past with some measure of success, then it is natural to continue that pattern throughout life. However, we must learn how to look past the painful perspective and change our attitudes. It is God's intention that we be set free from all encumbrances in life because we are not as effective when we function while carrying heavy loads. That's why the Bible says, lay aside the weight. Some of us are caught up in codependent relationships. Some of us have been in the same mess for so long that we don't even think we have a problem. Some of us have become so accustomed to having a problem that even when we get a chance to be delivered, we find it hard to let go. This is why I love David. He didn't let the past hold him hostage. He acknowledged his past and let McCall know he knew he didn't deserve the blessings God gave him. He let her know that he was not born rich like her. God brought me from a stinky, stinky sheep field. He brought me out of a family that didn't love me, no acknowledge me, left me out to keep the sheep to defend them from lion, tigers, and bears. Oh my, with no weapons, I had to make my own weapon. When they came to anoint me king, even... When they called my name, they didn't even want to come get me out the field. And even when they did make me keen and anoint me, nobody threw me a party. No, nobody said hallelujah. Nobody thought I deserved it. In fact, they thought Samuel, the prophet who had already prophesied to bring one king, they thought he was wrong because they chose me. So, so I don't care what you think about me because if it was not for the Lord on my side, it is buzzing in here. It is, was not for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Hey, get this right because the recording ain't going to be right. David went, see, see now I, I see why, why Michael would get upset at him because the track record of David not good with women. One of David's wives was taken when some man wouldn't give him some food and when he didn't give him the food, he was tripping on him and then David then killed him and took the man's wife. Huh? My, Michael wasn't the only wife in there, but she felt like she should have been the main one because he warned her because he went and did kill Goliath for Saul. And, 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 and now she got an attitude because of his past. Come on, somebody. She got an attitude because of his shortcomings. She got an attitude to say, how in the world do you want to sit up here and act like you're worshiping God when you done been through all this mess and done all these things? How in the world are you going to do it? <laughs> See, before you get out of trouble, you need to be straightened out your attitude. Until your attitude is corrected, your trouble can't be corrected. 
Christ was, wants to separate you from the source of your bitterness till it no longer gives you the kind of attitude that makes you a carrier of pain. Your attitude affects your situation. Your attitude, not other people's attitude about you, your attitude will give you life or death. One of the greatest deliverances people can ever experience is deliverance from their own attitude. See, 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 when God comes to heal, he wants to heal your emotions also. Sometimes all we pray about is our situation. We bring God our shopping list of desires. Fixing circumstances is not the answer. Healing attitudes set people free and to receive wholeness. David glorified God. He had developed a new attitude of gratitude and he didn't let McCall distract him. See, y'all don't hear me. See, sometimes you are being worshipped and folk will look at you crazy and you try to change your way because you got your little master degree, you got your doctor degree, and you don't want to look ignorant. But can I tell you something? Every now and then, you should be able to not, you shouldn't be able to control your worship when you think about what God has brought you from. Some of y'all couldn't even go to the school you wanted to go to. You came up with separate but equal. You couldn't even drink at the same water fountain, but look at how God has brought Bless you. Some of you all wore the same clothes to church, the same clothes to school, and the same clothes on the playground. Now you late to church trying to figure out what shoes go with your outfit. God has brought you a mighty, mighty long way. You better, you better stop being all dignified with yourself because it's God who gave you the power to obtain wealth. And you know good and well you didn't get where you were until you held up holy hands and told God, my life is not my own. I, my life belongs to you. I lose me, Lord. Take me wherever you want to take me. But it's so funny that when we get to where God has brought us to, now all of a sudden we want to be sophisticated. We want to listen to everybody around us. He didn't care about what McCall said. He said, I'm going to worship God because if it was not for God on my side, I don't know where I would be. I came up with nothing. My daddy didn't love me. My mama wasn't there. My brothers didn't try to help me. Even when I killed Goliath, they still didn't say Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So I don't care because... And I, and, I, and I like the subtle shade of the Bible. It said that she had no babies. Now, it could have, you know, sometimes the Bible be subtle because we got kids in church. But, hey, like, I ain't even going around your room no more. You better learn how to cut folk off when they don't agree with your worship. You better learn how to cut folk off when they don't want to praise God the way you want to praise God and they try to tell you to be quiet. You better learn how to cut folk off when they don't understand why you get ignorant every time with your educated self because you understand I wouldn't even be able to get this education without God helping me get through it. I wouldn't be able to make it through this racist society if it was not God for that was on my side. He had got a new attitude of gratitude. See, he had just got mad at God a few weeks ago because he, he, he was disobedient. He got so upset with God 
chastisement that he sent uh, God's presence away from him and his people. He was so upset at God. It's not good we don't know how to take the chastisement of God because God, first of all, tells you he chastised those who he loved. He don't mess with people that don't call him by by his name. He doesn't mess with people that don't call themselves followers of Christ, but he chastised you because he loves you and he knows you love him. So when he chastised you, he's letting you know my my hand might hurt you a little bit, but what you're about to get yourself into going to hurt you more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he had to humble himself enough to accept God's discipline, but, but now he has a new attitude and has gone to a new level in worship. However, the enemy still tried to feed him by using people around him. He tried to attack David through his wife. Satan does not want you to have a posture of praise. He may send another circumstance that will pull you down the same way if you do not change your attitude. And the only way you can change your attitude learn how to worship God in spirit and in truth and to worship him when it's times of good and bad. The problem is we don't know how to praise God when something goes right. Can you praise God when something goes wrong? Can you worship him just because... You have to allow Jesus to touch you and touch your life in the areas you try to hide from everybody else. Come on, somebody. We know you got some secrets. Mm-hmm. You know you got secrets. We're going to leave it alone. I'll go on the gone. Yeah. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Get them bones. Look on. Clean them bones out that closet. <laughs> you have let. You have to let Jesus touch you by confessing your sins to him. While he was glorifying God over here, the enemy was stirring up strife in his wife right around the corner. The Lord is your defense. You do not have to defend yourself. When God has delivered you, do not stop what you're doing to go answer your accusers. Why you answer every tweet? Why you answer every Instagram post? Why you answer every Facebook when they write on your wall? Delete them, cancel them, block them, and move on with your life. Got tired to keep having an argument with the same person with one follower. <laughs> one friend, you the only one on that replying to them. Ain't nobody else said nothing but you. <laughs> arguing folk with zero followers. What's wrong with you? See, 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 you, you, you better take notes from Nehemiah when, when, when Sambalot and Tobias and Geshem tried to distract him with mess and gossip and told him they need to come down and talk to him, to them. He said, don't you see me working on the wall? I ain't got time to come down there and mess with you. I got a devil to fight. I don't have time for dog fights, cat fights. I don't have time for gossip and backbiting. I don't have time to address you. I'm doing what God has called me to do. When you you look to the healer which comes with your help and you focus on what God has called you to do, you won't get into cat fights and dog fights because you will be too focused on what God is doing in your life. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. Stop arguing with people who never get off the sidelines. Jokers ain't even in the game and you fussing with them. Look here. See, he, he, he wants you to become defensive because 
when you have been through difficult times, you cannot afford to play around with the moods and the attitudes. Depression and defensiveness uh, may make you vulnerable to the devil. David had to protect himself by entering into a defensive posture of praise. He had to shift his worship. This was not just praise of thanksgiving, but a defensive posture of praise. Defensive praise is a strategy and posture of war that says we will not allow our attitude to crumble and fail and fall. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to have an attitude. When you get to the point that you quit defending yourself or attacking others, you open up the door for the Lord to fight for you. If I come in here and my job is sweet to flow and peaches sweet to flow every day and I keep getting a check, well, my God, peaches keep on sweeping, girl, as long as I get paid. Because at the end of the day, you did my job. I'm still getting paid anyway. God said, I'm going to still be God even if you try to fight your own battle. I told you that the battle is not a yours is mine, but if you want to go on and be a little G-God, if you want to go and do this, fight yourself, by all means, go ahead. I sit down on my throne, eat me some pomegranates, and watch you mess up your life. But if you could just sit your little happy self down and let me handle your enemies, stop clapping back all the time because I ain't even got to clap to mess up your enemies. Oh my God. If you ever just be still and know that he's the Lord here, handle every situation in your life. The problem is you are busy about it and you can't be still. Mm -mm -mm. Lord have mercy. See, when David began to bless God, he built walls around his own deliverance. He decided to keep the kind of attitude that enabled deliverance of God to be maintained in his life. When you're in trouble, God will reach into your mess and pull you out. However, you must be strong enough not to allow people to drag you back into it. Once God unleashes you, don't let anyone trap you into some religious fight. Keep praising him. Keep worshiping him. God is trying to get you into a place <coughs> of faith. He's trying to deliver you from an attitude of negatives. He's trying to shift you to a place of worship where you praise him even when all hell is breaking out in your life. David could have easily fallen into negative thinking after she brought up his past shortcomings. You know how we get. We be sitting about that stuff we know we out of. We're almost out of. <laughs> we'll stop doing yesterday. Or you've been delivered from for a long time, but you still got that reputation that people won't let go and they keep bringing up your past. But, 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 but you, you, you got to learn how. See, that's a trigger that the devil gives you because he's trying to make you angry. Because remember with Samson, Samson kept on playing with Delilah, but it said when she vexed him to death, he told her all his heart. When the devil gets you vexed enough, he'll make you make dumb decisions. That's why them people around you to get on your nerves. So if you don't work by them, if you don't have to sit by them, if you don't have to hang with them, stop hanging around negative folk. I know you can't help who you got to work with on your job, but when you work at your job, don't you take them home with you. Don't you go eat lunch with them. You get yourself a break away from them because you don't need to have the negative attitudes around you out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. 
but the mouth speaks what it hears and what it sees. And if you continue to hang around folk who are always negative, you're going to mess up your heart because you continue to plant negativity in it. You got to create a wall. Come on, somebody. David, it said the lady didn't have no babies to the day she died. David said, if you don't like the way I worship, you stay over there. I was, I got to take care of you because you one of my wives. But at the end of the day, I ain't going around you no more. Now, if David can stay away from his wife as much as he like women. If David can stay away from his wife, because she was fine, because people wanted to fight Goliath, but they were like, oh, she's fine. I want her, but that dude might kill me. But they were thinking about it. Because they stayed there for 40 days. I don't know, man. Because if you ain't worried to fight, you will go home. What's going to happen to those who, who win? They'll get Mike for real. Uh, oh man, that's a big old joke. I don't know, man. Hey, you, you go first. <laughs> I'm just saying. You got to learn how to get some space between you and people that mess up your worship. I'm trying to help somebody because until you learn how to worship God, you won't get everything that God has for you. David was a whoremonger. David was so messed up when they put two fine women in his bed and he didn't touch them. They said, oh, Lord, the king is dead. That's how messed up he was. Morally, David was messed up, but at the end of the day, he had the heart of God, and God loved him because he will worship him. Even after he messed up, David would dance out his daggone clothes because, because he loved God that much. He said, look here, I wasn't trying to dance with these women. I wasn't trying to dance for the handmaid. I wasn't even trying to dance for you. In fact, I wasn't even dancing for myself. I was dancing because God had allowed me to bring his presence back after I had sent him away. And I had an attitude acting like I was all that in a bag of chips. But I remember when I was a little shepherd boy and nobody loved me. I remember when I had to kill lions and bears with no sword at all because my daddy didn't give me any resources. I remember when my daddy didn't even want to claim me who I was, but all of a sudden I realized my God has blessed me. He gave me this kingdom. Oh, you better watch out. He chose me over your daddy. He even chose me over your brother because he loved me that much. And once I realized I knew I didn't deserve to be king, I couldn't help but praise him. Oh, you better watch out, somebody. I remember when this dude that used to pastor this church called New Beach Grove used to always want to go to Atlanta. That Negro forgot his name. But I can't remember. <laughs> but, but I remember that. But one day it hit him that my God, God has restored everything that God told him to give up and gave it to him double fold. And he had to realize that he needed to stop worrying about Gladys and trying to catch that midnight train back to Georgia because if it was not for God on his side, he went through battles at another church. He went through hell. He went through people writing letters on him. But God even used his enemies that steps to to bless him. You better watch out when God, when you learn how to praise God, when you learn how to be thankful to God, when you learn how to say, God, I thank you for my hoop team. I thank you for my raggedy shack. I 
thank you for the messed up hamburger. But when you begin to praise God for the little things you have, he'll begin to give you an increase. So I shout not because I'm worried about somebody looking at me. I shout because my God has brought me a mighty, mighty long way. He brought me out of Jim Crowism. He brought me past Brown and Board of Virgin Board of Education. He brought me from separate but equal. He brought me from the back of the bus. He brought me from having to sit in the balcony. He brought me from having to eat at a separate lunch counter. He brought me a, a mighty, mighty long way. So when the Republicans and the racist white folk try to tell me what didn't happen in my history, I'm going to shout and I'm going to tell you if it was not for God on my side, I wouldn't have made it out of slavery. I wouldn't have made it being lynched. I wouldn't have made it. You're not going to take away my history. You're not going to take away my praise because if it was not for God on my side. David, David didn't forget his history, but he didn't let it hold him hostage either. If God brought you out of the hell, your people made it through. You better know you can shout your way out of this. I done been too far to let the devil mess up my attitude of gratitude. I done been too far. Woo. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> what if David would have argued with her? What if he would have got into a debate with her? He could have messed up the whole trajectory of worship. He could have messed up. He could have messed everything up. But instead, he just told her his history. He read her his messed up, debased resume. He told her, yeah, I got signet rings on now. Yeah, I got on Gucci. Yeah, I can wear Prada now. Yeah, I got Javon Shield of you. Get on vote, Givenchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I wear it now. But I remember when I had to go to Payless and Buster Brown. Huh? Come on, somebody. I remember when I had to go to thrift store. I, I remember when I had to go to the Goodwill. I remember when I had to get hand-me-downs. So because I look good now, I ain't worried about these rags. It's made out of the same material, that stuff that don't have a name on it. I'm going to shout because the rocks would not cry out for me. Ooh, somebody better understand. Hey, uh, time to argue with you. <clears throat> the Lord wants to speak a word of faith in you. 
He wants to set you free from every power that has kept you in bondage in order for that you may that that in order for that to be received in your spirit you must allow God to come and steal faith in you the emotional walls that are surround us have to come down the church has become too narrow in its approach to attitude we want to keep our attitudes to ourselves and simply take them to God. Although we certainly should take them to him, we also need to bear one another's burdens. Thousands walk in fear. The church can give strength to counter that fear. Thousands have built a wall around them because they don't trust anyone. The church can help its members learn to trust one another. Thousands are codependent and get their value from a relationship with another person. The church can point to God's love as the source of self-worth. We are not valuable because we love God. We're valuable because God loves us. God helped David shift his worship and gave him the strength to maintain an attitude of gratitude and a posture of praise. The church today is to be the kind of safe haven that does the same thing. Those who are wounded should be able to come and find strength in our praise. See, gratitude and defensive praise are contagious. The Bible describes heaven in Luke 15:10 as a place where the angels rejoice even if just one gets saved. They rejoice because one sinner. Look at 1 Corinthians uh, 26 through 29 in the King James Version. It says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen ye and things which are not to nullify things that are. That no flesh, nobody, no person should glory in his presence. See, God doesn't seek to manifest his glory and glorious works through those whom the world perceives as great and wonderful. He boldly declares without apology or apprehension that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. When people seek individuals to do great and monumental things, they look for those who have great education, wealth, prestige, and honor. We seek people of great nobility. God selects those who are not so noble. He chooses those whom the world has rejected, those who have been ostracized and alienated from family, friends, and peers, those who are constantly criticized. God takes them and infuses them with his power, revelation, and wisdom so that they can be wondrously educated in the things of God. This occurs so they can greatly change and affect the things of the world. God considers those who are of no account, those who nobody expects to be anything, those whose family, friends, and relatives have thrown them away and given up on God takes those who are fearful and don't believe in themselves and make them men and women of valor. Why does God do this? 
Why does he choose the rejected and the outcast? Because he will get the glory and not man. That no flesh may glory in his presence. Huh? Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, we have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power uh, may be of God and not of us. It is God and not you. God says, when I bring you out, your critics will know it was me. I'm not, I'm going to wait until you fail. I'm going to wait until you lose confidence in yourself. I'm going to wait until you lose your education, until you lose confidence in your education, your job, your influence, your title, your resumes, your friends, your family, your doctrines, your creed, and whatever else your faith may be in. When you have lost hope in everything earthly and feel totally worthless and are in complete despair, then I'm going to stretch forth my right hand. I'm going to pick you up on your feet and take you out of the miry clay. I'm going to place you on the rock to stay when nobody else will praise me. Praise will continually be into your mouth because you're going to know if it was not for me, if it was not for my holy right hand, if it was not for my holy right arm that brought you to victory, it was I who brought you out of it. That's why David said, I know I can praise him. I don't care how sophisticated you want me to be. Girl, don't you know I came from the back streets of Georgia? Don't you know I came out the miry clay. Don't you know I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth, but my God saw himself to say he gonna give me favor. Favor ain't fair, but it sure been good to me. Favor ain't fair, but I love the favor that's on my life. I don't wonder where my next meal is coming from. Why? Cause my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory not his riches in whole foods not his riches in Kroger not his riches in Target not his riches in Walmart not his riches at the mall but in the riches of his glory he gonna bless me I came out of some mess but my God What's going on in your life <coughs> that you think is so messed up that you don't have favor? You, you, you have favor. David came out of being a shepherd, brought to be king. God did it. God made his best friend the son of the man that wanted to kill him. Jonathan saved him many times. Even though Jonathan knew that David was going to be king and he should have been king. You know there ain't nothing but God. Huh? He, he, he wasn't trying to be his best friend to trick him. He really loved David. And tried to help David, even though he knew helping David may one day be his demise. God brought him through the wilderness. God brought David. One time David got trapped behind enemy lines. Had to act like he was crazy so they wouldn't kill him. Act like he was with Israel. Then went with them, turned around and fought for Israel and killed them. God brought David out of some crazy stuff that you see on 007. 
That stuff we think ain't real. Well, David, you might well, I'm, I'm going to watch it now. I'm going to look at this Mission Impossible a little differently now. I'm going to look, look at 007 a little differently. James Bond, yeah, he might have got caught. Maybe, maybe God let him get caught. That's what I'm going to say next time. Why they ain't killing because the Lord has favor. Because <laughs> David got out some mess. But all of a sudden, then David got some mess. And then David was disobedient and got mad at God. And sent God away. You know how you do God don't ask your prayer the way you want. You ain't sending the ark of the covenant out because we ain't got one. We, we judging David, but let's judge ourselves. How many times we get mad at God and don't want to pray because he didn't answer the prayer the way we wanted it? Or we don't pray when we ain't in trouble. Huh? But when we on 64 and that 64 kick in. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and we pray to God when we in trouble. But when we, okay, we sit in the Ark of the Covenant away just like David. Oh, I got to handle now, Lord. Uh, I'm good. I, I talk to you the next time my wife trip out. Hey, I'm all right. She good, so I ain't got to pray right now. Oh, she had the crazy game. Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> what happened if you just kept praying? Huh? I'm just saying. So, so, so stop focusing on the negative. It's amazing how, how, how there's a song that says that, that I've had some good days and I've had some hills to climb, but, but my good days outweigh my bad days. So, so, so I, I won't complain. But, but, but if, if, if that song don't move you, let's go back a, a little further in, in some years so we can learn how to shift the focus of our worship, shift the focus. Because see, the problem is you keep focusing on the horizontal. If you stop focusing on the horizontal, your friend, your next door neighbor, your husband, your wife, your boo, your baby daddy, your baby mama, your job, the person in the next cubicle, the police, the Republicans, the Democrats, the Chair, the mayor, you focus on all this stuff, and that's why you get your off focus and you get off balance because you keep looking at the stuff beside you. But if you can just look toward the hills from which comes your help, and you say, Look here. When upon life's billows you are tempting toss, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it shall surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your many blessings. Don't count your setbacks. Don't count your failures. Don't count your disappointments. Don't count your infirmities. Don't count your sickness. Don't count your divorce. But count those things that God has blessed you with. Because women may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Can I ask you a question? Can your friend heal you? Can Donald Trump heal you? Can the Santos heal you? Can Biden heal you? Can the Republicans heal you? Can the Democrats heal you? Can your mayor heal you? I say no. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hey! 
know or the phone I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. So why would I focus on the Democrats? Why would I focus on the Republicans? Why would I focus on anything? Well, I need to look toward the hills for which cometh my help because nothing can save me. Nothing can cover me. Nothing can bless me. Nothing can deliver me. Nothing can free me. Nothing can liberate me. Only thing that can liberate me, nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'll shift my worship. I shift my focus. Hey God. I ain't worried about if it's my season or not. I ain't worried about if he gonna bless me. All I wanna know, all I wanna tell him is that Lord take my life because it's not my own. Use me how you wanna use me. I worship you when my job is good. I worship you when my job is bad. I worship you when I get the healing. I worship you even when I'm sick. Why? Because all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. I need to tell you right now, I'm about to be like David. I'm going to give you the hand when you bring up my past. I'm going to give you the hand when you bring up my sin. I'm going to put up my hand when you talk about my mouth because you can't heal me. You can't save me. You can't deliver me. I shift my focus from you and I look to the hills but which cometh my help and he who began a good work in me he shall finish it I shall get that promotion I shall get my healing I shall get that promotion I shall get that business I'm gonna tell you right now I can't focus on you I gotta shift my focus I gotta shift my worship in fact I gotta shift from praise because praise is giving God his glory for what he has done and what he will do I'm about to shift to worship because I don't care what God do whether it's good whether it's bad because he knows what he thinks for me thoughts of my prosperity and an expected end before I was in my mother's womb he already knew me everything I do helps me because he loves me if there was no you he still would have loved me if there was no me he still would love you so you better learn how to shout 
and give God his glory. Not just because it's going good, but even when it's going bad, I'll worship you. Worship means worthy. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be glorified. He's worthy to be worshipped. He's worthy to be honored. He's worthy. Shift. Shift your worship. Praise him and glorify him even when you lose it. Because you're going to win. You can't lose. Not with the stuff Jesus gave you to use. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So why are you mad because they wouldn't write their recommendation? Why, why are you mad because you didn't get that job? Why are you mad because somebody wouldn't vouch for you? Because the door that's supposed to be open, he'll open it. He don't want you to walk in a door that you shouldn't walk in. He don't want you to walk in a door you shouldn't. He'll close the door. He won't even give you notice. He'll close it right in your face. Like Martin. Like George Jefferson. He won't let you walk through a door that you're not meant to walk in. So when you don't, I remember when I couldn't find my keys. And I was mad because I knew I had put them in this one place. And I just started shouting. Because I said, maybe God made me miss an accident. Maybe, because sometimes you got to know God does it. And I started shouting because I remember that time when I couldn't find my keys to get early to this place. And God had told me when I get to this place, he was going to show me something. And if I would have got there early, I wouldn't have seen what I was supposed to see. Just shout. Even when your life goes wrong, God is ordering your steps. I know you're so I know you lose your keys a lot. But sometimes it might be because God is just orchestrating some stuff and letting some traffic go by that you need to miss. See, if you learn how to, sh see, it's easy to shout about the stuff you see. But what about the unseen things God has protected you from that you don't even know that you missed? Because he ordered your steps in his word. God is amazing. And we learn how to worship him in spirit and truth. We learn how to worship him. My God, that's going to be a blessing that's going to fall on your life that you won't have room to receive. Look when David shifted his worship. He shifted his worship and look, look what he did. He started giving them meat. He gave them blessings. Gave them wine. I'm going to go to that church. Gave them a whole bottle of wine. Gave him food because he was so blessed. When your worship shifts to focus on God and not the waves like Peter, how blessed will you be? You will be so blessed, you won't have room to receive the blessing. 
David got so much, he had to give it away. I can't drink all this wine. I'm going to be too drunk. I, I, can't, I can't eat all this food. I'm going to be too fat. I can't wear all these clothes. I got to keep changing like Digger Ozzy. <laughs> I, I, I got to give it away. <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. I got to give it away. God wants to bless you so much, you won't have room to receive the blessings. But until you get an attitude of gratitude and shift your worship to focus only on God and not your enemies, not even your friends, not your problems, not even your successes, Paul said, forget those things which are behind and press to the holy mark. Because God has something new for you to do. And the only way you'll be able to see it is to continue to allow him to order your steps in his word and worship him. Not just praise him. Because you praise him when stuff go right. You worship him when stuff go right or wrong. You worship him because you love him for who he is. Not for what he's done, even though he's done a mighty, mighty good work in you. Let's shift our worship so we can stop focusing on the horizontal and focus on the vertical. Because we focus on the vertical, God will take care of the horizontal. He will. Uh -huh.